This is Game Day Media. For all the latest in education and political news from around the state of Texas, visit my friends at TexasISD.com. The staff at TexasISD.com updates their site each morning with articles, commentary, and news from all over our state. If you have one site to bookmark and visit every day, it should be TexasISD.com. The crossroads of education and legislation. You're listening to Largent Unfiltered with Dr. Jim Largent. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the podcast. This week, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm just going to answer some questions that I've been getting from people uh, who sent me messages or sent me emails asking some asking my advice on some different things. And so I want to spend a little time talking about uh, some of those issues and try to give you some answers to some of these questions. First of all, a question here, I'm a teacher and want to get into administration. What are the best ways to make that happen? You know, I always tell people... Uh, First of all, you got to do a great job at whatever your job is currently. So if you're a teacher, you need to be the best teacher you can be. You need to work hard every day. Make sure that you are recognized as one of the best teachers in your building. That's, that's the first thing you, you need to do because that will get people to recognize you as a leader and someone that, that can be trusted to move into an administrative position. The other thing that I think really helps especially for teachers who want to be administrators is for you to volunteer or take on tasks on your campus that show leadership. So you maybe you're in charge of the site-based team or you're in charge of your campus team or leadership team or whatever it may be on your campus. Anything that can show people that you are a leader, you want to be a leader, you volunteer for leadership roles, those are all things that you can add to your resume, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but those are all things you can add to your resume to make yourself look like someone who has taken on these leadership roles and is ready to take on a full-time administrator position. So think about that. Make sure the job that you're doing is your most important one, and do some things in your current job that will enable you to uh, look good on a resume to somebody when you start applying for jobs as an administrator. Second question, I'm currently an administrator in a district. How do I make that move to get the first superintendent's job? And I'll tell you, and I've told lots of people this, the first superintendent's job is always the hardest one to get because it never fails. School boards are looking for experienced superintendents to come be their superintendent. Well, if you don't have experience, how do you get that? And so the first one's always the hardest to get. And I will tell you, number one, you've got to find the right fit. No, depending on your current situation, your resume, your job experience, you know, if you're a, a 2A or 3A elementary principal, you probably are not going to become a 4A or 5A superintendent at your first job. That's just not going to happen. So be realistic about the job that you apply for. So what, what I see a lot of is a 3A, 4A principal getting a 1A superintendent's job or a director or a assistant superintendent at a larger school district getting a job at a smaller school district as a superintendent. Uh, the other thing that's part of a career path is sometimes 
uh, you get into a school district you love and, and one that you really don't want to leave the community, and you just stay there a long time and you work your way into the superintendent's position. Obviously, uh, that, that pathway takes a lot longer, but uh, that is something that I see people do from time to time. So just know going in that the first one is the hardest one to get. Do some things to uh, make sure you're ready. Have your superintendent ask them to to uh, be your mentor. Ask them if, if you can shadow them. Learn as much as you can about the job uh, before you are actually in the job. And just uh, look for that right fit for you, the right community, the right school, the right size, uh, based on your experience. And you just have to keep plugging away, and, and you have to get those interviews and work through the process and and uh, sooner or later it's going to happen. But the, the first one's always the hardest one to get, no question. Getting more into the job uh, search type thing, how important is a resume and what are some things you look for in a resume? So the resume is the, only, is the first thing people see that gives them a picture of you. So the first thing I always tell people is make your stand out a little bit differently. Make it look a little different than everybody else's. Maybe use a different type of paper or a different quality of paper. I always say use a picture of yourself or your family. Uh, that always answers some questions sometimes if, if school boards are wanna, want questions or, or have questions about you personally if they don't know you. So make your resume stand out. Make sure to highlight your current experiences and, and where you have been in that type of order. A lot of times I see people that start with high school and work their way down through the resume. You should always start with uh, your, your current position and work your way back through time. Uh, so it's different. There are different layouts that uh, I've seen for resumes. Some of them do a really good job at the header using different fonts, uh, using pictures, using color. Uh, but I would I would say... Just know that your resume is going to be stacked in there with 20 or 30 or 50 or 100 other pieces of paper, depending on the job, and you've got to do something to make yourself stand out. Just know that that, that resume is your first uh, key to getting in the door for an interview. I'm here with my farmer's insurance agent, Brent Northcutt. Brent, tell us a little bit about the discounts that Farmers offers for educators. Well, that's a good question. You know, we're in an extremely competitive environment with, with auto and home rates. And so our task is to find out how can we attract and retain the best clients out there. And it turns out that educators are one of the most profitable and, uh, and best risks available to insurance companies. So we've tailored some discounts. We call them affinity discounts to educators. And so they get a fairly substantial discount on their home and auto just by way of the fact that they are educators. It's been very successful for us. And quite honestly, when we sit down and, and make our presentation to educators, many times they're very impressed with the savings that they can, they can have. Well, I can attest to that personally, just with my family insurance. We, we were able to save quite a bit of money by having you look at our programs and, and give us those discounts. So it works. Well, I appreciate you saying that. You know, again, the competitive environment, it, we, we have to be able to distinguish ourselves some way. Price is one way. That's, that's always a good thing. But the kind of service that we can deliver may be more importantly. Service that you can't get on the one 800 um, and they think uh, typically the public thinks, well, that's cheaper if we do the 1-800, but they don't think about the immense cost of advertising that the 1-800s put into it. 
And so, no, we're uh, we're very competitive in all aspects, and people are generally surprised at our yes. rates. There's something about having that personal touch where you can pick up the phone and call your agent, and that's something that I'm not willing to give up. So how can people contact you if they want to get a quote or get you to look at their programs? Give us a call at 817-326-5030 or email me, bnorthcutt, two T's, at farmersagent.com, bnorthcutt at farmersagent.com. I'd recommend that you give him a call. He was able to help me, and I know he can help you too. Oh, thank you. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. The next question is, how do you go about an interview for a superintendent's position? And I would say... You know, obviously the interview is the key to getting a job. You have to get in the door with the board or the or the committee or who, however they're going to uh, however they're going about their process to to hire someone, but there are a number of things you can do to get prepared for the interview. And I think first of all is you have to get to know the job that you're applying for. Make sure that you do your research on that school district, on the community. You know about the campuses, you know their scores, you know their demographics. You know some of the things that are hot topic issues for them at this particular time. And so don't just go into a job blind and saying, here I am, I'm, I should be your next superintendent because of all the things I've done. You need to make sure that you can tie in your experiences with some things that the school district you're applying for is going through at the time. So I can't stress enough to do your homework on the districts where you are applying. Uh, the other thing is that, and some people are are scared to do, are reluctant to do this. Is I say get to know the consultants. You know, look up some of these folks who are doing a lot of searches around the state and call them up, send them an email, tell them you want to have lunch or take them to coffee, and and get to know them so that they know you, they know what kind of jobs you are looking for, and whenever they have jobs that come up, they may contact you and say, "Hey, we talked to." three months ago or six months ago and I know this is the type of job you're looking for I think I found one that fits you perfectly so don't be afraid to reach out to those consultants who are doing the searches get to know them tell them what you're interested in and they can certainly give you some guidance Uh, I know I did that along the way and I certainly would recommend you doing that Uh, when you're in the interview with a, a school board what I see sometimes is candidates that try to make the interview all about themselves. They try to tell you how wonderful they are instead of doing some listening, asking some questions, getting to know the district, you know, asking the committee what's important to them, what are their hot topics. And so you really, there's a way to turn the interview into more of a discussion and a conversation and understand that you are interviewing that board as well. Again, I can't say enough about the right fit. I have been in interviews where uh, it was pretty obvious after the first few minutes of the interview that the board and I did not fit. Either they were looking for something that I couldn't deliver or their philosophy about things was much different than mine. And so it would not have been a good situation had I become the superintendent in that school district. Uh, For somebody else, it was a great fit but not for me. So you have to look at that interview as a two-way street. You are interviewing them as much as they are interviewing you because at the end of the day, you're going to have to be a team of eight and work together. And hopefully you can find that uh, board that is wanting to go the same direction that you want to go. And they're going to support your efforts to do that. The last bit of advice I could give you is to go into an interview 
with that school board with some concrete things that you can tell them you will do in the first month, the first three months, the first six months of your job. So I always took a list in. It said, here's my first hundred days on the job. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to establish my administrative and instructional teams. I'm going to establish communication with the district and the community. Here are the ways I plan to do that. Here's how you will see that I'm doing what I'm telling you I'm going to do. So I think always having a good set plan of what you're going to do and then you can prove it to the board that you have done those things in the first months of your job is always helpful and always I I think stands out in an interview process the last piece of advice I would give you is this don't ever take a job knowing that you're going to get there and immediately start looking for your next job unfortunately I have seen people do that and I would say if you take a job if these people give you a job and they they trust you with their school district and their kids. You owe it to them to go in and do them a great job. You owe it to them to be a difference maker in their district and in their community. And then down the road, as things uh, change or opportunities come up that you want to look at, certainly you owe it to yourself to do that. But I would hope that nobody would go into a job just for the fact that it will set them up for their next job. You know, make sure that you give those people what they're paying you. Make sure you give them the money's worth. Make sure that you go in and do a great job for them and that they are proud that they had you as their superintendent, no matter how long it may have been. And that's going to wrap it up for this week's podcast. I know it's a little bit quick this week, but I, I really had fun answering those questions. Please be sure to send over other questions if you want me to include them in shows in the future. And we will see you next time on Largent Unfiltered. If you like our show, I hope you'll subscribe and then share this with your friends and colleagues. You can also check out my website at largentconsulting.org. I'm on Twitter at Dr. Jim Largent and Facebook at Largent Consulting, LLC.